0: Welcome to Teachable Moments by Tea and Teaching.
1: Welcome to Tea and Teaching, the educational podcast you can listen to with a cup of tea. I'm Arthur Moore and with me, as always, it's Mike Carrowell. Hi, Mike. Hello, Arthur. Uh, Are you excited about today's pod, Mike?
0: I am. It's another one of our Tea and Teaching discusses. So, play that clip. think
1: people will be saying that in the playground in the street to each other i think so let's play that clip
2: hi everybody sam chrome here my teachable moment today is about putting team learning at the front and center of team meetings too often i've been in team meetings that are dominated by admin dates deadlines and it just doesn't allow the team to leave the room feeling inspired or they've learned something they can really reflect on and use uh, to affect their practice. So here are a few tips. Firstly, I think it's worth working out who knows what on the team, where different expertise lies, because then we can ask different members of the team to share things they know about, that they're learning about with the rest of the group. That upskills everybody else and then crucially means that we can then apply that to the team processes so it becomes tangible. I also really advocate starting every meeting with a bit of team learning together. And you could use a rotor for this. So if you're, your turn is on the rotor, you're going to start our meeting for 10 minutes, share a book, a blog, a podcast, a bit of research, and talk about how we can apply this to our work as a group. It gets everybody thinking, discussing, high energy. And then when we can tackle the rest of our meeting agenda, feeling really enriched from what we did at the start. So that's why we should prioritize team learning in our teams.
1: I mean, it's Sam, it's gonna be about meetings, it's gonna be about teams. Great book, by the way. Um, and also great guests we've had on the pod before. Um, so Mike, team meetings and kind of getting that learning kind of culture into your meetings. Uh, I know you love leading a meeting, I know you love a meeting. Uh what 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 are your thoughts on about what Sam just said?
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I like the fact it's about creating that energy and passion in the room first. He's not saying don't do the admin stuff, don't do the notices and the the reviewing of, I don't know, a policy or looking at data. But he's saying start off when people are fresh, enthusiastic at the meeting, start off with something that's going to enrich them and motivate them and make them passionate and then move on to what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, because otherwise you start that meeting, don't you? If everyone walks in a bit, oh, right, oh yeah, okay. Well, right, it's just going to be, Mike sharing 10 minutes about why I need to update my spreadsheets and how the new formatting. Whereas if I know I'm coming in and the first thing that's going to happen in that meeting is I'm going to learn something, then A, that makes me excited about going to that meeting. But also is telling me and my team members that what this meeting is about, what our team is about, is learning. The admin stuff like has to be done maybe, but that's not what we're actually here for. We're actually here to learn. I like what Sam said about not taking that as ownership as the leader, being like, let's do a rotor for it. And we can all like give five, 10 minutes at the start of the meeting. I think that's a really nice way of kind of doing it. Is that something you've ever done in leading a meeting?
0: Yeah, just before I go that, I was going to pick up that getting different voices. Because um, especially if you're in a department meeting and you've got maybe an ECT or even a trainee sat in there and it's, you know, it's not a lesson for them. They don't have to just sit there and absorb everything you're saying. And sometimes you're not the expert. A lot of the time you're not the expert in the room. A lot of the time, it's someone in your department who will be better at something than you are. So getting those voices to be shared is really, really powerful. And I think getting people the opportunity to speak at those meetings as well is a really good development tool in itself. You know, preparing information ready to present to colleagues, thinking about how they could use it in their teaching. It's great professional development before you even start going on to the actual content of what they're going to say um just pick up on your question there yeah um it's something we do in our current in my current school is that um cpd happens first so we're given a rotor of of different aspects that are addressed in kind of thematically in terms of our professional development and the head of the department will pick up an aspect at the start go through what that might look like in our subject maybe model it for us a, a bit of like i do we do you do um and then we'll go on to our kind of outstanding agenda items in terms of our data or, you know, students want to highlight or anything like that.
1: And I think something nice you can do towards the end, kind of linking with a pod we've done on on Teams as well, Mike, is before people leave the room, come back to that thing at the start that you learn and just remind, right, like just before everyone goes, let's just remind ourselves that the key takeaway from the start of the session was this. And we also were we're going to go and try this away. So everyone is leaving that mean, not thinking about the admin, not thinking about all the dull stuff that had to go or maybe some of the awkward conversations maybe I had to have, but a leave, lead being again thinking, what did I learn and how is this going to change and improve me as a teacher? Which in schools is what everyone is, is there to do and there to be better at.
0: Yeah, and we worked in a school where we used to have a, a top tip, like sharing top tip um, breakfast, didn't we? And it was yes. essentially was a briefing, but the first 10 minutes was just a member of staff from the school sharing something that works really well in their classroom and it was that you could feel the energy in the room although it was like towards the end of the week and maybe the end of a term you could feel people were coming in and they were buzzing to learn something new so I think creating that energy is really really important. And I
1: love what you said about it gets different voices in that person who's sometimes quieter in the meeting you're still going to hear from them on a regular basis about something they're passionate about. Um, just wondering Mike just from a, like if you were head of department how much control or tommy would you would you want to be like come and tell me what your your tip is going to be on would you be like just just do it just go for it
0: i think it depends where you're at with your team um and yeah that's the same for any team in terms of anything you do in terms of maybe the amount of autonomy you give people will depend on kind of how experienced they are where you're at in development of your department um you might want to, if you're a new head of the department, it might be a case of, I want to sit down with that person two days before and just say, right, what's your top tip? How are you going to present it? And maybe if they're, especially if they're new as well, coaching them through how to present that information and giving them that development as well. And I think as you become a kind of more independent uh, department and much able to kind of that trust is embedded, then I think then you can start really handing over to people and say, surprise me. Show me what you've got. And you can probably tailor
1: it on the person. As you say, if you got an ECT, you might want to just be like, oh, do you... if you want to go through it, let me know. Or if you've got that re-experience teacher who you know is going to deliver something has maybe done CPD in the past for the whole school. That's when you can kind of differentiate this. But I like what Sam said. It's all about a culture of that meeting. That's what Sam's kind of teachable moment is. Get that culture right. And if you want it to be a learning culture, then make sure your meetings start and end with learning.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to flip this around, Arthur, just for our final kind of discussion point. As a, a head of year, an experienced head of year, do you think this is something you could use in a year team meeting? Oh,
1: so I absolutely, I think one thing I really used to like doing in team meetings, in, in the head of year with my tutor team that I'd be working with, be like, has someone got a scenario that they think has worked really well this week? Something they've done that has had a real positive impact upon the student's well-being and that's how we got some people like oh i actually started with this website that got us thinking about this or i played this episode of news round or we started with this question as a discussion point so absolutely i don't think it has to be in terms of pure uh, pedagogy it can be kind of pastoral as well have you done something that supported a student i've also done this with um working with other heads of years so we can do it as like a scenario base so bring something that you've struggled with this week Reflect upon it, and then that opens the discussion with something that we can all work with together. Because in the in that kind of pastoral meeting, our focus is on the learning from a pastoral focus. So that's what our start of meeting would be. So I think again, you tailor it to what your team and what that meeting is about. Like an SLT meeting, they can take this idea, but they're maybe not going to do it. Of what you're going to do in a year six a science lesson, they're going to maybe flip that up. Um, but know what you want your team culture to be like. And then use that at the start of the meeting to say, this is who we are as a team.
0: Absolutely. So thank you, listeners, for listening to us reflect on Sam's teaching tip. And uh, thank you to you, Arthur.
1: Pleasure as always. Thank you for listening to this episode of Teen Teaching.
0: If you've enjoyed the content of this episode, please feel free to share it with other educators.
1: And if you're able to, please leave a review on the platform.
0: And as always, thank you for listening to Tea and
2: Teaching.